In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Maybe you love me when I fade to black. 
You can't respect that, your whole perspective is whack. Maybe you love me when I fade to black. You can't respect that, your whole perspective is whack. Maybe you love me when I fade to black. You can't respect that, your whole perspective is whack. Maybe you love me when I fade to black. You guys, welcome to an all-new episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your pal Ryan. This is an entirely new week. I hope everybody had a great weekend. I uh, I feel like I've been gone going nonstop. So today we're going to do it a little bit differently in that we're not starting with a Sophie Ross pop culture roundup. Uh, we're going to do... I need something to cheer me up, right? I think this is going to cheer you up too because we got two of the funniest, most talented people of all time. I mean, in any genre, not even just podcasting, just of any type of artistic endeavor, these are two of the best people that you can have on your show. And I'm, of course, talking about um, Lucille Ball and Desi Art. No, 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 no. Uh, it's Watch What Crappens, Ronnie Karam and Ben Mandelher. The, I mean, the... The Mount Rush, if Mount Rushmore was only two faces, these would be the two. I mean, these guys, I've had a long history with them, and they are so kind and generous to me, so encouraging, and it is always such an honor to have them on my show. But what's kind of cool, though, is when you, like, after I get over my initial nerves, it's always just fun to talk with them because it's, it's hard to explain. It's like um, when you are with your pals and you've had a couple beers, and you just start being really silly, and you're making each other laugh and stuff, and that's what these guys are. And they feel like they're your best friends. And I told them that. I was like, this is why you guys are so insanely popular. First off, you're talented, but everybody feels like you're their friends. And, And I know they feel like you're, you know, they feel the same way about you guys. They've built this up over like 11 years now. I don't think I've had 11 years in me. I mean, this is this is the last week. I mean, to be honest with you, this is the last week. So we actually did this interview last Wednesday, but this goes into a Beverly Hills, Atlanta, Southern Charm. We get into the Great British Bake Off. Um, they're just, I just wanted to talk to them forever. But know what's so cool is that you can listen to them forever because they have programming like 8 billion days a week. If you go to watchwhatcrappens.com, you can sign up for their Patreon there. They do Patreon, like they do the um, Crappens On Demand, where you can also see them because the faces they make are just as good as the voices they make. You know what? It just annoys me. i got to tell you this right. It annoys me they're that talented. Yeah, I'll say it. I'll be the one to finally say it. They are so damn talented that it annoys me. I just sat there this whole interview with a huge sneer on my face. And at one point, I just, I flipped off Ronnie Karam. I did. He go, why why are you doing it? I was like, I'm just really angry at you, Ronnie. Ben, not, Ben's still cool with me, but Ronnie, we we have a podcasting war now. Um, no, they were so amazing. And I just, I just want to hug them. They're just great. I, okay. You guys know that. You know, it's so funny. You guys already know all of this. So we're going to get to that interview. 
I just want to do a couple of stories. And don't worry, the Pop Culture Roundup is going to come to you on Tuesday this week. I always like to start with a week off of with it, but I was like, you know what? Let's just do this. This I've been wanting to get out since I did it on Wednesday. And we had Southern Charm and Beverly Hills recaps. And then, of course, we had the Kardashians over on Patreon. You guys, thank you so much so much for all the Patreon signups. Keep signing up. It keeps the lights on. And I am busting my ass over there. Meditza is making some of the best graphics for all of these shows as well. And Sandra's kicking ass with booking. We've got some really cool bookings coming up. BravoCon, of course, now is less than two weeks away. Please let us know if you're going to be at BravoCon. We are in final stages for a potential Patreon meetup. Um, or like, I don't know, like a, a wave or a... I don't know, so we're going we're gonna to do something. Um, also... This past weekend, I was on Andy's Girls with uh, Sarah Galley, who I love, and I'll get to meet her for the first time in New York as well. But we had a great conversation, and in fact, she made me reenact the Bethany Life is Not a Cabaret monologue that she screamed at Luann because we were talking about psychotic breaks and how Kathy Hilton, according to Rinna, had a psychotic break. And we were like, you know, people in New York actually had psychotic breaks, and they were brave enough to put it on film. The only, you know, I don't care. Like, I almost, I almost believe that Kathy Hilton. Oh my God, you guys. I just realized I did not even have my microphone plugged in that whole time. That's how fun. That's, that's Lisa Rinna, dude. That's Lisa Rinna at work. She's the ghost in the machine. She's trying to screw me up, <laughs> but I think it sounded okay. So I'm going to leave it in because it's just, it's always fun to hear a grown man on his, uh, you know, his last legs. Um, so Kathy Hilton supposedly had a psychotic break, but then we were talking about the fact that, you know, people on Roni had psychotic breaks on camera. I mean, Lisa Rinna, you could argue, had psychotic breaks on camera this season. I don't doubt Kathy Hilton had some sort of psychotic break, if that's the word we want to keep using, because it's in vogue. The only problem I have with any of this is that it's not on camera. Like, I don't know. And it's like, poor Lisa. It really is just becoming sadder and sadder. I'm like, what? Okay, Lisa, how do you want this to end? Just let us know, because I'll just go ahead and just give you the reaction you want, because it's that would be less painful than watching you post your Instagram stories on an hourly basis about something. So this weekend, uh, we're just going to do a couple quick stories before uh, Ronnie and Ben, and like I said, Pop Culture Roundup on Tuesday, and we'll get into all of this and all the other pop culture stories because it turned, man, also, what's going on with fashion? Like all of a sudden, like, like, am I, am I supposed to give a shit? Like, I don't, I know you guys give a shit, but I'm just like Kanye's dancing around in mud at the Balenciaga show. And I'm like, oh my God, my parents used to tell me to like stay away from mud. And he's walking around. He's also walking around with a jacket with like 80 billion pockets in it. Like I could literally put all of my podcasting equipment in then. And it says security on it. Like how far are we going to like, do we all have to like, just look around and go, oh yeah, that's fashion, man. Okay. And how big are we going to get with this on sunglasses at a full, uh, at a certain point, let's just put a big visor over our entire face and call it a day. Cause I just, it's, I get it. Like, is there a race to get the biggest sunglasses? Glasses ever. I don't, I, I'm like, and you can't even, where can you even store these? Oh, let me just take these off. And then it takes up the entire table that you're eating at. Like it's ridiculous. So Lisa Rinna in her Lisa Rinna fashion. And by the way, she keeps using that picture 
from this last week's episode where she was like, you know, Kirsten, you're not going to get away with it. You're not. And she had that smile, that shit-eating grin. And for Lisa Rinna, it truly is a shit-eating grin because we do believe she eats shit. But she keeps posting this same damn photo. And I think it's so weird because this photo is one we keep making fun of her for. But I have a feeling she thinks she looks hot and righteous, like a female Jesus or something. And she goes, I see you. I know you really are no amount. I know who you really are. No amount of money can hide that. Your belief system is not my belief system. You've spent a lot of time and money and effort trying to silence me, make me the bad guy. But guess what, honey? I'm like a cockroach. <laughs> you know it's bad when you compare yourself to a cockroach. I'm a dirty rat with rabies. Um... But I'm like a cockroach, and you can never get rid of me. Seriously, this sounds like a love letter to Harry Hamlin. I'm always going to talk about it. The truth always comes out. Always. Like, does Instagram, like, I know we're not supposed to, like, they let us post a lot of weird shit, but are you allowed to straight up threaten people on Instagram? Like, this is getting awkward for all of us. Because the season's almost over, and I have a feeling like three months from now, we're going to have forgotten about Beverly Hills, and Lisa's going to post some shit-eating grin and go, like, I didn't forget about you, Kathy. I don't have the same beliefs. And what if, like, the belief system that you do? Like, what? What are you talking about, the belief system? That's the other thing. If you have some sort of pseudo-belief system that makes you an amazing person, why don't you show a little bit of it on the actual show? Because right now, your belief system makes you come off like a gigantic breathing asshole. I don't understand what she's talking about. Like, seriously, she's lost it. She's lost it. Like this, I, I mean, can somebody, is anybody at home going, damn, that woman knows how to, damn, that woman knows how to use social media. Whew, that's good PR. Like, this is so weird to me. Um, also on Southern Charm, uh, we had the season finale this past week, and I can't wait to do the recap for you later this week. Um, but, but it was really sad because Shep did this thing where you thought like, you're, he, well, I think Taylor thought he was going to ask her to marry him. Then he just asked her to quit his job. And he said, he said this, he goes, we're going to put $30,000 into an account and we're just going to travel till that runs out. And I think his big romantic gesture was that he was going to give her like the, like the 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 password to the account or something like that was like I'm gonna let you take out forty dollars a day and you can spend it however you want. Like this girl had a career as an actual nurse. Like that's a real career. Like you probably have Shep to sew up anybody. You would not know what the fuck he was doing. But I mean, I hate to ever agree with Austin. But so he does this, and you can tell she's like weird. But then it's so sad at the end. She does it. But they, we only get this in postscript. They're like, they did. They traveled the whole world. Taylor did quit her job. Three months later, they broke up. Like, And then you see the preview for the reunion where she's like, Shep's, Shep's slept with 300 whores. I'm just, one, I'm just the whore that stayed. And you're just like, holy crap. And then I hate to, like, Bravo is literally the network of like where you say, oh, man, I hate that I agree with this person. There's not a person on Bravo that I'm like, oh, man, I'm so happy I agree with this person. Because then Madison says, yeah, a Bible beater and an atheist. It's not going to work. And I hate to say Madison makes a lot of sense. But, yeah, do you know those things where we know right off the bat that things aren't going to work and then people stay around for 12 more years? 
Like that's, I feel like that's another big thing that Bravo likes to do is just not exploit because I really enjoy the exploitation, but they really try to highlight people's huge mistakes. And it almost makes us feel better as an audience because we know that they're wrong. Like we know that it's wrong. Like we're like, okay, we don't know when they're going to break up, but we know eventually they're going to break up. Like you can see it. You can sense it. We could say a bunch of people right now. I'm not going to just in case I meet meet them at BravoCon. I don't want to offend them, but we already know the people that aren't going to make it. Like we already know. And we're going to act surprised. We're going to make memes like, oh, my God, I can't believe this happened. But we're all, we already know. And then on top of everything else in the Southern Charm finale, Craig throws a dinner party for Sewing Down South because it turns out pillows are a very lucrative business. Um, I'm, But I will say allegedly – I just say allegedly anytime I think I'm about to say something mean. Allegedly, I hear they ship cocaine through these pillows. They just jam them in and they send them across state lines. <laughs> But it is shocking how much money they seem to be making from these pillows. But but then Leva, I didn't I didn't understand this one either. Leva, thank God she got out of the kitchen. Literally all of Leva's scenes this season has been with her child, like her little four-year-old. And like every time she's teaching the child to make something in the kitchen. And my big prediction was at the end on the season finale, we were going to see this kid bake a souffle and like do it all by himself. No, the kid's not there. Leva actually gets out of the house, goes to Craig's little party for sewing down south for the holidays and then he she kind of like talks shit about craig which is kind of annoying but then craig in his like i'm a boss nobody tells me what to do never again i'll never have a naomi in my life again he literally tells leva you can get out or security will take you out and it was just so extreme and so bizarre but i kind of like that's how you sum up the whole the whole season of Southern Charm for me felt like this kind of lucid dream where you wake up and you remember parts of the dream and you're like, okay, that part of the dream made sense and it was cool. But then that other part of the dream where I did, I had the unicorn horn on me and I started galloping, that makes no sense at all. That's what this season of Southern Charm is. There was like 30 different parts. Three of them actually fit together and were interesting. And then you kind of like really started to enjoy the mess. And then you thought they were leading actually up to something and it turns out they weren't, but you still kind of still like to watch the mess. I don't know. Like it's one of the things I ask for forgiveness for from my god every night like 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 so sorry i think i really like this show still also the reunion looks great you always know it's great when andy's like craig why don't you wear underwear um let's see so you got rena doing her normal rena thing oh this is the last episode of beverly hills before the reunions so that means the reunions are going to be wow it's going to be during BravoCon. Also, Kyle and the Halloween movies. Do we care anymore? I saw the preview for the new Halloween movie. They didn't even put Kyle in it, which leads, which kind of proves once again my theory that I said this week that Kyle just doesn't want to film with Lisa and her sister sometimes. And she just says she's going to film a sequel to Halloween. I think that's code for like nose work or like face work. Like, Mommy's going to film for another couple of months of Halloween because these movies, she really does make it seem like the Titanic. Like these are like year long productions and then they seem like they come out every four months on Peacock. So uh, I'm very excited to see the movie that actually premieres uh, not this Friday, but next Friday. Also, 
Very disappointed in this story. I'll tell you more about this next week. But the movie Bros, which I told you to go see, you guys. I told you last week on the Pop Culture Roundup, we need to support this movie. And guess what? It turns out no one listens to my podcast because this movie didn't it had a very poor showing at the box office. It only made $4.5 million. Now, for those of you that do not follow box office reports like me because I'm a nerd, that's not great because – it got a wide release, which means it was shown on a vast amount of movie screens, right? Now, this movie, Smile, which is a horror film, I think, produced by Bloomhouse, And the big thing is people, like, give creepy smiles, which is like, I'm like, I could be in that movie. Um, but it's like, that, that made $19.5 million. Had no stars in it. That made $19.5 million. But a romantic comedy that got amazing reviews, produced by Judd Apatow, uh, directed by the guy who did Forgetting Sarah Marshall. The previews looked funny. Like, I'm not a gay dude, but it still looked funny to me. That made $4.5 million. Are we that scared about watching two men fall in love? But I was really trying to think about this because then Billy Eichner tweeted out today of like, well, he was tweeting out, and I think he was being like tongue-in-cheek, but like, you know, well, I guess, you know— you know, the the straight people didn't show up for us. And I think that was an easy joke. But you forget sometimes the reality that still people, they find homosexuality a weird thing. And I'm like, man, that is so wild to even have that concept in your head when I think of it as so normal and natural and something that, like, listen, I don't personally, like, I don't personally practice it, but I celebrate all my friends that do. And it looked like a funny fucking movie. And I just hope that it is one of those things that kind of catches on by word of mouth and it makes its money back on streaming or however you make your money these days. But then I was like, okay, is Billy Eichner a good romantic lead? Is that maybe why? If if they had put, I'm trying to think, <laughs> if they put Daniel Craig and Billy Eichner's part, is that going to be a huge movie? Or do people truly have a real hang up about a gay romantic comedy? These are questions that I really think about. I've thought about that so much this weekend and it matters to me. Because first off, I want anything that's funny to do good. Second off, if you have representation of a group that has sometimes been poorly misrepresented, that is so important. It's like Lisa Reno. She's been represented enough on Beverly Hills, right? We don't need her to do good. But what I do need is like I want to hear a little bit more of Sutton's perspective. I want to hear a little more of Crystal's perspective. I want to hear a little more of Garcelle's perspective. Do you know what I'm saying? We need to make room for other voices, and that way we can appreciate the genre at large. And that's why I'm disappointed about that. Now, you're saying, Ryan, okay, why didn't you go see it? Well, thank you for asking. Um, because I'm homophobic. No, 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 no. I couldn't do it because, uh, my folks, I, I you know, it was dragging my folks around. It's been an insane weekend, but I am going to go see it this week. I promise you. And I'm looking forward to it. Um, so I just thought that was an interesting, interesting story because I, I think we do need to pay attention to what we consume as consumers and trying to get the best product and trying to open doors for the best people and the most creative people. I'm sure you guys have your own opinion on this, which I would be fascinated to hear. Go over and join the Patreon, actually, because we do get to have conversations like this, and we'll be doing another live Patreon uh, very soon. And you can still submit your question and uh, Q&A for the Q&A episode that's coming up soon. Also, reminder, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City premiered this past week. Uh, I recapped it on the show, and I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. This is what makes me happy. Who knows? In three episodes from now, we're going to be on that same, like, 
this is shit. I can't wait till Potomac starts, which, by the way, Potomac starts next Sunday, you guys. So set your calendars now. We'll be very excited for that. But right now, I really enjoyed Salt Lake because, A, it's not Beverly Hills. B, Lisa Rinna's not in it. And C, it was classic Housewives. The way they started it with a two-minute cut of them in their 2019 first interviews on a green screen to now was just, it just shows you how much they have changed as people. Um, But then also to have the main focus of it be on Meredith and Lisa and their relationship or lack thereof anymore was such an interesting move because I think we all thought, holy shit, it's going to be another season of Jen Shaw. Like once again, she is going down. And I think it's almost weirdly Housewives hysterical that she once again kind of skips I mean, I genuinely believe if Jen Shaw is this good at making the camera not focus on her and her issues, she will eventually escape from prison. It truly will be the Shawshank Redemption. She is like, I just wonder what poster they're going to put up. You know, what was that poster in the movie? It was like Marilyn Monroe. What do you think Jen Shaw would put up? Well, it would probably be a poster of herself or something. And then she's just like with those big talon nails. She's just scraping away at the rocks little by little and then she has to crawl out through a mile of shit you know and then (laughs) coaches on the other let's go anyways you guys have a great week i will talk to you on tuesday and all of the other days um but i hope you get the most laughs that you possibly can out of this next segment. Um, And remember, if you like this, please leave five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all of that jazz. But uh, And also remember timestamps. If you didn't want to hear this whole monologue, you can save yourself the next time and just go to the timestamp that tells you when the guest or the recap starts. So without further further delay, uh, people that I don't even need to give an introduction for, but I do once the interview starts. Here they are. Watch what crappens. Ronnie Karam and Ben Mandelker. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a new episode of So Bad It's Good. Today, um, I always like to have up and comers. Uh, I feel kind of like it's me, like Johnny Carson, waving somebody over to the couch. And these two kids have uh, no. The, I have the number one, the number one group of people that do this that inspire me on a daily basis. I know this is mushy, but I'll just make them hear it. A quick story. I first heard of Watch What Crappens because my friend Molly McAleer invited me. She was a guest at a hotel. They were doing like a podcast fest and she invited me and it was like 70 people in a room and it was packed. And I was like, 70 people? These guys are like Springsteen. And I had never, like they were doing voices and Molly was great and all of this. I'd never seen anything like it. I had never really even known. Molly was like my first entrance into any of this stuff. And I was like, like, wow, how does it get bigger than this? And then they have now just celebrated their 10th anniversary hunky dory tour sold out everywhere. I mean, I've been to their crappy awards where I thought there was going to be a breakdown where people were going to be wrestling. They were so excited. I thought chairs are going to get lifted up and thrown, but they constantly recap the most amazing shows that we love. And they are the most amazing, funny people. I got to fill in for Ben a, a couple months ago because he was sick, unfortunately, but it was truly one of uh, the best moments doing what I do to be able to do that. But Ronnie Karam, Ben Mandelker, watch what crappens. Welcome back to the show. Oh, wow. Ryan, thank you so much. You always get such good intros. Wow. And that, and that's where it ends. Like that's the best part. Like you can stop the show right here. That's, you that's guys- the only reason I come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay so but, watch what what's that 
I was going to say, you're also so generous. That show, we definitely did not have 70 people. I think no, we had there, 22 like people max. Yeah, it was But in my head, it was like, in my head, it was a gladiator scene. I was like, how, this is huge. <laughs> and then we, they, they tucked us in the back. It was the, it was like the, it was some podcast festival, like a, con- I don't know yeah. what it was, but they had everyone in these, in these rooms that were like all around these big rooms. And they put us in this like, back room you had to walk across like an eight like a bridge over an atrium to get to this little thing in the corner <laughs> and they were like yeah the, the bravo was, podcast can go back we there. felt like that too because that was the first like a uh, thing that we had ever done like that you know yeah and we showed up like that too we were like oh my god like they had a pre-party and we came and we were all dressed up and we were like sipping our drinks like oh my god it's the Doughboys. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember it was like at a fancy, what was like the fancy the hotel Sofitel. by the Beverly. So, yeah, Sofitel. And I remember getting a drink with Molly and it was like a $16 drink. And I was like, wow, I'm at a place with $16 drinks. This is incredible. And look, look at us all now. We also, like you guys. Too. Watch I what crappens.com. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I had no, no. tiny bottles in my pocket that day. I had like four of the airline bottles of vodka in my pocket that day. I remember. And I was ordering club soda from the bar and pouring, pouring my tiny vodka bottles in there. And actually, a, a lady came. A lady came to that show from Arizona. She drove from Arizona and she gave us like prickly pear preserves or jam or something like that we're like wow i can't believe anyone would do that for us it was we're like wow <laughs> um i forgot to mention this earlier but it'll be in the show notes you guys already know watch what crappens.com remember the patreon you can actually watch all of these shows uh, uh live like like on demand uh you get two million monthly followers probably more at this point which is kind of if you think about it like two sets of those erica jane earrings i was thinking about <laughs> um <laughs> are you gonna go to her estate sale you know what, Ben? That's a great question. But after you've gone to the uh, Girardi Keys estate sale, and I yeah. purchased so much, like two, like this is this is how you see that no women actually come into my bedroom. I have <laughs> this is from the Girardi, a framed. This is his in his office that a Girardi Keys. I have an oil painting hanging over my bed. I have the lingerie. I I blew my load, as Craig Conover would say, on that estate sale. And at this point, I'm like, you know what? I think I'm good on the Pasadena house sale. Yeah. 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 Nothing. It's all moldy stuff. Well, I was going to say, and I've told this to, I mean, I do have two awards with your names on it given to oh, yeah, Tom yeah. Girardi. We hear, we hear I, that every time. Right? Dude, I have I no, have literally I'm looking at, I have 40, I have 40 law trophies that got in a grab grab bag box for like $60. Mm-hmm. And that's, what's so funny is that this guy spent his entire career doing this. And then some joke jokester like me buys his whole box of awards. Like it just means nothing because he ended up being a complete creep. Yeah. It is. It is a poetic ending for his career. <laughs> that is that is like his trophies, like the, the symbols of his work winds up in the hand of the podcasters that help take him down. <laughs> um, uh, okay. So the state of Bravo right now, we're nearing the end of real housewives of Beverly Hills and Southern charm. Southern charm will be their final episode this week. I'm not sure when this will air, but it'll have ended and the reunion will have started and Beverly Hills. I mean, it just feels like it's forever. You guys mm-hmm. are also doing the, uh, uh, winter is crappening. You're doing the new House of Dragon, which is that like the biggest refreshing thing for you guys to be able to do when you talk about Bravo all the time? It's not that different. <laughs> <laughs> At first I mean, it's when you're... weird because yeah. it's not as campy, but then 
Once we get into it, it's the same shit. It's just making fun of implants and Botox. There's like a, there's like, there's, there's a lot of similarities between like, I don't know, like Lisa Rinna and like a fire breathing dragon. So, I mean, it's just, it's not, it's not a crazy leap for us to go there. It's going to be the next queen, you know, that's a lot. It's like, oh yeah, the crown is heavy. Yeah. Yeah. The crown is heavy, darlings. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if everything got blamed on Lisa Vanderpump in the end. Yeah. Like all the Targaryen. The plight of the Targaryens is because of Lisa Vanderpump. Like she, she like leaked the Targaryens' battle plan to Radar Online, yeah. and they're like, "Oh, we would have won, but Lisa Vanderpump leaked it to Radar Online." The scroll version. I know, I know, we're laughing right now, folks, but we do want to talk about a serious topic too. Is that of, uh, you know, something that afflicts a lot of us is PTSD. It's such a serious, mm. serious illness, and Lisa Rinna caught it. I don't know if it's something you catch or like, you know, monkeypox, but it was a PTSD and Lisa got it from Kathy Hilton. And she let, I mean, she let everybody poor crystal. She had to pull aside and say, I have to leave. Cause I am so upset. And Lisa Ren has been on the show for so long. And I just was so shocked that whatever Kathy did in this night that we will never ever see or hear about, we will just like, it's like a story passed down from generations. I mean, what is your actual opinion on this? I mean, this to me was, was just a bridge too far well look you know ptsd isn't just from one event you know it's it's accumulation of things and in this case i think it probably started with the sauce post-traumatic sauce syndrome or stassi syndrome i was like stassi let's be honest stassi called the cops on her for something she didn't do and things just never got better <laughs> yeah, I think I think for sure, Lisa. This is just like the 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 crack formed with the bolognese sauce and the ingratitude surrounding that sauce. And then you know, by the time it got to Kathy Hilton, it just had ripped wide open, and there was nothing left, nothing left for her to do but just to give herself over to it. But there's like like the thing is like I know Kathy Hilton's probably not a great person deep down. Like I know I don't take my cues on how to treat people from these ladies, none of them. And all of these ladies, like, isn't the whole point that all of these ladies have explosions at some point? So Lisa telling me that Kathy has one, I don't not buy it, but then like for her to go get PTSD from it, also to go back to the Aspen Lounge and she hulks out, like she's like stomping, and she Lisa literally says she has to barricade herself in a room. And you're oh, telling please. me that she couldn't have any, like, she knows how to work the phone to argue with Bravo Instagram people. You don't think she would hit record and say, listen right. to this, Erica? Well, I well, mean, the thing makes is, her, oh, go ahead, Ben. Sorry. I was just going to say that the reason why it's frustrating is that, like, with Lisa Rinna, she's so sanctimonious about, actually, not just Lisa, but Lisa and Kyle and uh, Dorit and Erica. They're so sanctimonious about these things, about you have to be open and honest, whatever. Own and it. so they 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 sort of, like, parade about this, like, notion that they are, like, virtuous people who, like, care, et cetera. So you're right. Like, it's not crazy that I mean, like Kathy Hilton is probably a pretty evil person, but she's not pretending to be someone who's open and honest and like good and pure. Yeah, yeah this is not a nunnery. They not they also this show in particular, all of the Real Housewives are famous for this, but especially this one. They don't know how to read the audience. They don't know how to read the room. Right? They yeah. never know yeah, what yeah. the audience is going to think. And they come for these huge people thinking that they're going to win these battles. It's like, you're telling me on TV that Kathy had a breakdown because Kyle's a shithead. 
and called Kyle a bad sister and a user and said that she's going to ruin her life. And I'm supposed to be mad at Catherine. I got a finger with that lady's name like, on it. I was like, by the way, I want to see that film just because I would enjoy it. I wouldn't be mad at her. I would be like, yes, <laughs> yes. amazing. I love this. And also we've seen Rina uh, even just three episodes prior, like using a full screen shout, like Rina yes. Rose at her own house. Harry had to go take a walk. He was so traumatized. And I mean, just fully screaming two episodes in a row. I will to- fucking end you. Yeah. Like, ah, ah. like it was even too much. <laughs> I love bad acting. I'm a bad actor. And that was even too much for me. And so for Lisa to be scared of whatever Kathy did, that makes me really want to see it because it impresses me. Yeah, she didn't do anything. She she went off on Kyle and called Kyle a user bitch. And I'm for it. Yeah, uh, wait, yeah. wait, wait. Yeah, you don't like Kyle, right, Ronnie? Or you, no, you... Uh, no, I've <laughs> called Kyle since season two. I liked her season one. Um, but then see after that limo scene with Kim, I saw exactly who Kyle was and she has just gotten worse and all the seasons leading up to this one. Well, the last couple, I would say Kyle has done such a good job of pretending to be someone that everybody that the audience really likes. And so we take a lot of crap from people who are like, you guys, Kyle's like the, the star of the show. And it's so nice to see that mask slip. You know, it's the closest to Phantom of the Opera she's ever going to get. Is that broken ass mask. Phantom of the soap opera. Yeah, she's, I mean, by the way, I almost feel like, I mean, these Halloween movies seem like they're Avatar. They have to shoot for years on these movies. This past <laughs> week's episode, Kyle's like, got to go back for more shooting. And I'm like, wait a sec, didn't you shoot that? And then I was like, that means more face work usually. Like, I feel like that's the excuse yes. when she gets a nose job or when she's scared to go to something. Michael Myers all of a sudden comes calling. Like, I just don't believe it anymore. It makes me actually it makes me actually like Kyle because <laughs> I, I it makes me like her because the, the normal excuse is, oh, mommy has to go on vacation. But the <laughs> yeah. fact that she's taken it to, oh, mommy has to shoot halloween as code for get plastic surgery is like actually kind of brilliant you know but i agree and in fact i was like horrified you know i feel like we just as as a nation as a country as a globe we got through halloween kills and we're like oh well at least that's done it's been two years of kyle shooting that and using it as an excuse for bangs and noses and all these things and now it's done and then jamie lee curtis pops up and of course, we should have known because the, the the episode she pops up was also the episode they released the trailer for Halloween Ends. I was like, wait, already? We just we we haven't even had a break from kills. It's like a Groundhog Day. Wait, do we know? And I I really haven't watched the trailer for the new Halloween because I just assume what I I know what it is. Does Kyle's character have the same bangs or does Kyle's character get an update? Like, is there a new like because sometimes actors will do that, like just to prove that they can act is get a new hairstyle. Does Kyle's character still have the bangs? I wonder. Do you guys know? I don't know, because she did not get bangs to go back on that shoot. Right. I mean, I would have noticed I would have been having nightmares about those fucking bangs. (laughs) It would be great if an Aspen. Aspen, That's why she didn't do the conga line. She's like, it'll hurt the bangs. I'm growing them out. No, no. Maybe she'll be wearing a hat from Kimasabi is in the new oh, one. Oh, I never, by the way, I mean, my mom always says, like, find what brings you joy in life and go towards that. And I just never knew it could be hats. Like, I was like, oh, it can be that simple, like hats. Like, I've never, like, those hats are like family to Kyle. Well, that's what that's what Kyle is. That is who Kyle is. She builds her personality around things like that. You know, it's like, I have checkered floors now. 
Like that's that's her personality for the season. I know. know? Like I got a neon sign in my living room, <laughs> and it's like uh, they're all copying other people's things. Yeah, you're never going to be Casey Musgraves. It was. Style. It was. <laughs> right. It was like it was almost as bad as those snippets of biography that they give on um, Great British Bake Off. Like on Great British Bake Off, oh, I love. Great it's Bake. always like like Gemma works at home and loves planting cacti but like <laughs> kyle's like okay that's all i need hats i love hats when i was a kid i loved wearing hats my mom loved hats and now i wear hats hats <laughs> by the way great british bake-off i talked about it on the show last week it's like my comfort like when like i get so upset about like women yelling at each other and it's like you know taking notes and stuff that i'll watch the great british bake-off and it like just really soothes me and relaxes me because even like the jokes are bad but it's like all quiet mm-hmm. and it's, it's like it's just, you can see See the greenery. Lisa loves playing saxophone with the family in front of the boardwalk with the window open. Oh yeah, that family from last year. They played trombone. No, it was the German guy. What was his name with his eyebrows? Jens loves playing trombone with his family. But Ryan, doesn't that also make you feel like the Real Housewives are real? Because I think people are always complaining, like, yeah. "Oh my god, they're also fake and they're this." Or that. No, they're not. It's very real. I mean, I know that some of the set the setups, you know, like you yeah, know, producer setups, yeah, or whatever. I get that, but you know, you watch something like Bake Off. These are the nicest people ever, and everyone works for the NHS. You know, all they want to do is like <laughs> give you medication, yeah, for free, and like make you know brownies while their son plays the saxophone out a window. They're not people but as you watch it you start to see them simmer and become yeah, just yeah. shitty people like you see what yes. it does to you and you're like if that can do that to these people then you know we really need to respect our housewives more for what they give us <laughs> exactly but see that's why i that's why I love the housewives those too, is that like exactly what you said is that the human brain can like kind of realize when something is real and those little minute, like the minutia details, like Kyle with the hats or Sutton saying she's, uh, you know, a part owner of two minor league baseball teams, that kind of minutia that comes out in conversation to me is very real because it's so mm-hmm. specific and it's something that I will just never, like, I always think about Sutton owning a ballet company or like, mm-hmm. you know, just like being on the board wow, of, yes, of being on ABD. the board. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm on the board of a dance company and I own two minor league baseball teams. I say, I say, which by the way, Sutton, where are you guys on Sutton? Do you, I feel like I'm proud of her for standing up to Erica. I thought she would have backed down this season, but I, I mean, I don't know if that's just her being ignorant and that, that pushes her away from fear. What are, what is your guys take on Sutton? Listen, I am so proud of her that she has managed to, um, eke out yet another season where she's like she's she's really she in many ways she is like the biggest asshole but somehow is like the hero and like if that 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 balloons i mean that bubble's gonna pop like she's gonna have like oh. she's gonna get dragged one season but yes. she's been a total asshole but we're all like well it works for us it's, it makes me happy <laughs> no totally that's what i'm saying she said that horrific thing at the beginning of the season to dorit <laughs> about like well we all have problems when like the you know she had a robbery <laughs> and she's had like, true ptsd <laughs> yeah i mean but then you know just comparing to erica and all of those other ladies i don't know and by the way i i, I know i don't know if you guys project in like future seasons or what you would like to see but i think i'm okay at this point with like I feel like I've seen Erica's journey. I don't need to, I don't think I need to see a comeback tour or her. She's obviously talks about all the sex she gets all the time, but we never even see a shadowy figure in a doorway. I think I'm kind of like, as much as she's done with talking about her legal stuff, I think I'm kind of done watching it as well. But would you guys want to continue to watch Erica in future seasons? 
Um, you know, I like so much of it for me is just recapping it. And I like imitating, like, I don't really imitate her well, but I love doing yeah. like a stupid character of Erica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want it for that reason, you know, and the Sutton thing, I think Sutton, um, I think she kind of had a miss of a season because really what I love about Sutton is when she gets upset and goes off the rails about the dumbest things. Like when yes. Lisa Renna invited her makeup artist to the Lisa Renna daughter <laughs> party or whatever that was. And yeah. Sutton was like, how could you? Like she was like devil. That is the best version eyes, of her. Her eyes turned into cat eyes. You know how she, like they turned. <laughs> yeah. And she, that's what I need. And this season she <laughs> almost got there, but then she kept backing down like that Dorit thing. That wasn't just like, oh, we all have problems. It was, I don't believe that you got robbed. You lying fucking fraud of a woman with your husband <laughs> and all of your bullshit businesses. The Bellagio's coming to your house with baseball bats to take the shit that you owe them. And we all fucking know it, Dorit. And I think that that's what she was doing. But PK's nobody... like, Puta Mita, that's where we escaped to. Puta Mita. Isn't it funny how PK, I mean, from when he's started to where he is now, how the fans have like really i mean in a lot of ways turned for him like i remember when i yeah. used to compare him to like a big stuffed baked potato with everything and like he was annoying everybody and then it's weird because i feel like as an audience we sexualize everything and everyone and then last season all of a sudden it was like you know all of a sudden i would like read online like i'd fuck pk like what like we, yeah. we go that far with everything but pk at the end of the day allegedly is like a grifter i mean allegedly yeah. in a I lot mean, of ways i mean he's, he's like applebee's well i just want to be nice in case pk's <laughs> listen yeah. pk is like applebee's okay so when he comes onto the scene we're like oh applebee's like i'm an adult now i don't go to applebee's i live in a city i don't need that okay i go to places that i read about on eater eater la <laughs> and I, I oh i read about this place in the <laughs> la times and jonathan gold recommended this place and then eventually you say you sort of say to yourself you want you find yourself in the suburbs and you think you know I kind of miss Applebee's and like right. somehow you you spend so much time being cool that you realize that <laughs> that good old fashioned blooming onion or those the 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 Jack the Jack yeah. Daniels burger burger ain't so bad but then you actually we go and try it like we all remember good times at Applebee's <laughs> no I'll never shit talk any like by the way I'm like I grew up in Kansas I am purely middle class Applebee's was considered a nice i remember my friend's birthday party when i was like 11 years old patrick monkey had his birthday uh lunch at applebee's and i was like whoa yeah. like dude he is loaded like this when is applebee's this is insane el paso texas there was a line out the door for weeks like you yes. were calling like trying to get reservations yep. it's like seeing the, 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 the queen in, in state town. you know yeah my mom that, was like um these mozzarella sticks were frozen and we're like oh my god she's such a foodie like no <laughs> shit they're you know i still think of that you know, like, Good <laughs> mom, you sure got him on that one i want to say i just want to clarify i don't think that pk is a nostalgic favorite it's more like sometimes you just get worn down by the pretty yes. things that eventually you say, okay, just give me the Applebee's. And those new I, chompers too, the new teeth, you know, amazing. Yeah, I think he's better than, like, I think he's worth it. I mean, I'm not a lover oh, of yes. the guy, but I will say that he's funny and he does give really good home scenes. And not many people on this show do. The home scenes, the singles, you know, oh, he sells it. the that, solo scenes yes. are terrible. That, but PKs are always good because they're always like diabetes. Like what, what number of diabetes do you have today? And PK like eating in the middle of the night. Like I love that. 
No, that's, that's I, I've been. It's in my head. All see him saying Punta Mita. That's Punta like the way he hit the go, line. Babe. I have like thought about it nonstop. Like he hits lines, he attacks lines so well, and then that. That Phoenix, man, that's like when that Lady Star. Gaga sings Shallow and A Star is Born. I was like, she did one little scene. And then she did a little scene last week, you guys, where she was like, mommy, no soda, coffee. And I was like, give this woman a She's- show. Like, this is just Dorit eventually is going to have to, like, get away from her because it's like she overpowers Dorit. She really and she really upstaged her brother. You know, I think that the saving grace for PK sad. has been Mauricio, to be honest. I think that, of like, course. I think before PK and Mauricio became a thing, PK, PK was just sort of like this strange guy on the sidelines who would insert himself and say gross comments. But then once he became like a little sidekick to Bert, I mean, to, to Mauricio, because the Bert, the, yeah. the Ernie to his Bert, essentially, <laughs> then it's like, oh, it's sort of cute. He sort of comes around like, hi, Mo. How's it going, Mo? And like seeing him in like, the light of a sidekick as like the the ugly sidekick to the handsome guy not saying that Bert is necessarily more handsome than Ernie but in this case Bert is the handsome one then suddenly we sort of like can understand PK as like that person and you're like oh okay I get it I understand his role because PK never changed right his first storyline was looking up Erica's dress like was seeing Erica's JJ that was his first thing and he was such a creep about it he was a creep about it the entire season then again at the reunion and then this season at the homeless not toothless charity of all places he's like which one would you bang i do erica it's like oh my god you still are <laughs> awful but you just... <laughs> and then he gives mo like as a thank you gift like for like a was it a versace belt that looked like i mean just i'm not like I, I shop at old navy but it looked horrific and i was like where is mo gonna even wear this also speaking of mauricio though I mean, now the head of the agency, but this guy seems to have all the time in the world. Like, I feel like we work our asses off doing what we do. This guy is like first one on the ski hill. He's able mm-hmm. to go run errands for Kyle, go walk the dog. Doesn't like the agency, from what my understanding is, a really big, like, I'm I'm assuming nice that's the boss, baby. Nice yeah, you have the because, you know, Farah's there behind like a big stack, like all these stacks of papers. And, you know, those two, those, those British brothers from Million Dollar Listing, you know, they're still working at the agency. They really work there so they're probably being like Mo's out of town we got to take care of all this if we don't take care of all this then everything's gonna go wrong we're gonna go wrong we're brothers and we're I like the thought of Farah as his Pandora I think that's uh just Aww. a great <laughs> pandy um okay so uh we're almost closing up like but uh, I mean in terms of Beverly Hills I just think it's like I'm re- ready for this season to be over I think the Rinna thing is hysterical. Uh, this is a common thought all the time, but you know, you guys have seen this over the course of 10 years is it's all of a sudden, not just the show anymore, but it's the show. And then all the, like Lisa Rinna had been complaining about Aspen since they filmed Aspen seven months ago. So yeah. by the time we actually get to the actual show, it's just like, it's like, wah, wah. like, do you have any opinions wait, on like, wait, I knew. it was not want wah. wah. It, it was not was. wah-wah. It was wah-wah. It was the exact opposite because we found out this is all because of a conga line. That's the exact opposite of oh. wah-wah. That is a ha-ha. Okay, wait, wait. Wah, wah. You're right. Wah, the conga wah, line wah, is the specificity wah. that I was talking about. But in terms of Rinna going, <laughs> you know, like Rinna just, you know, you had the Patrick Summers character. You had all these IG accounts, like in DMs with like Lisa, like trying to plot again. It was wild. So there's this whole fucking hierarchy that's going on online that Bravo doesn't seem to be able to have any control over because I just think it kind of dilutes the actual show, but maybe that's just me. Cause I'm old and I'm like a fuddy duddy. I just feel <laughs> like there's gotta be some 
reins put on these ladies where it's like have a little interaction online, but Rinna can't like get to the point where she's fighting everybody online and then say, I need to block everybody, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, she really did it to herself this year. And we were talking before about how like even great British baking show people will go crazy from being on TV. Rena has just lost her damn mind. I mean, this stuff that she has been trying to set up since the beginning of the season, again, it's not the first time she's done it. And to see it all come to this and it just be a big letdown, that's part of Beverly Hills, you know? If you're not feeling let down at the end of Beverly Hills, <laughs> okay. they didn't do their job. That's a great way yeah. to look. I never looked at it that way of like, it is by the end of the season, a disappointment. And always, I just, I pray always. to God Andy doesn't try to do a five-part reunion. I just like, n- nobody's trying to set records here. Like, let's just keep it at, uh, I think a good three. We just finished Real Housewives of Atlanta. Um, I. I enjoyed the season. I thought it was like, okay, this is housewives. I I didn't, there wasn't anything by the third part of the reunion. I was kind of like, uh, I get it. Uh, what did you guys think of Atlanta this season? If you could sum it up. Uh, I mean, I, I actually, I like enjoyed it more than I thought I would. I didn't think it was amazing. I was amused by it. Um, you know, I, I think that the, the, I think Marlo and Drew and Sheree bring like some very important delusion that these shows need. And I'm not even trying to be like, be funny right now. Like, I think, I think Real Housewives really thrive on delusional cast members. And Real Housewives of Atlanta hasn't had too much delusion. It's been more just like funny, shady sassy women who are just like they grill each other and they come at each other but there's not a lot of delusion so i think having someone like drew who is like actively trying to do a pyramid scheme for all of america and like we all see it (laughs) is like hilarious i think marlo (laughs) is hilarious i think sheree is hilarious so i enjoyed it more than i thought i would but it still is not amazing i I thought it was a terrible season i think they've had a few terrible seasons now in a row and they've got to do something i mean it started off good i was actually glad with the drew stuff when it started because like he said the delusion was so funny dropping it with drew man and i saw i think i saw drew get bigger during the season i was like this is wild (laughs) i mean mean, it started off great and i really was like this is going to be it the season it comes back and I think the problem is Kenya, Candy, you know, all these people are bored. They're bored as hell. They look bored. They don't want to really invest in a real way, you know, and I think it shows. And that reunion was sad. That was was a terrible reunion. And the fact that they don't have major meetings over there going, this reunion sucked. We heard the air conditioning hum in this reunion. And to keep cutting to the birds making noises. Like to keep, I mean, it was that silent where they would make it like seem so silent that you could pick up the birds all of a sudden. I don't know if that was deliberate, but it was just, it was like, oh, okay. And then Marlo was trying to be on her best behavior by the second part of the reunion after she gave her speech. And I'm like, that's not Marlo. Yeah, yeah, it's not what it is. And the fact that they're like, oh, the whole cast is coming back. I'm like, okay, you guys just don't fucking pay attention or you don't watch your show. And I get that they want to kind of keep what's good, but you it's they need to have they need to be more fearless. Cause I think right now they're just like, well, okay, it was it was passable. So no, Atlanta's my favorite one. Atlanta is by far to me the funniest one they've ever had. And so to let it just go to mediocrity is boo. Yeah, boo. The, I, I do boo from me. I do think the season started off pretty strongly. And then when they went to New York, that New York trip sort of lacked. It sort of like killed the momentum. Yeah. And it, the, the season never really recouped from that. But I still 
I still was, I liked it more than I thought I would, but I agree. It was not, it was still not overall, not a very good season. I did tear up. I mean, a, a second about the Shibai Sharae thing at the very end, just because I'm a wussy like that. But then I saw the prices and I was like, oh, well, that's cr-. like, I mean, that mm-hmm. is classic housewives of like, we've been like rooting you on and on and on. And all of a sudden, like an $8 piece of fabric, you're going to charge 230. You're not Kanye West. You're not like, I'm like, my God, like there's so much goodwill towards Sheree in terms of this. And then to do what she did. I was, yeah. I was like, how housewives is this? This is so classic to take goodwill and just turn it against yourself. I mean, so quickly too, right? Because she yes. did that first, the first, the site went down, then it comes back up. <laughs> then the prices are insane. Then people started posting where those clothes are really from. She they're none of the ones that she designed. <laughs> and then someone's online claiming he designed all those dresses that we saw. She never paid him. So they never put those into production. Then you, I mean, it's just, you, turn you can sell it. Will. You can buy a, she by Sheree notebook for the low, low cost of $30, a spiral notebook, a spiral notebook. If she had just priced all that stuff relatively cheaply, everyone would have just bought one as like a joke for novelty. And she just, she would have done so much in terms of volume. And then she could have started to raise those prices, but coming on high, like it's Lululemon. mm -mm, No, (laughs) no, we saw the production. I believe in myself. I'm like, no, you don't. We know you don't believe in yourself. Also don't try to act tough now. And just like, okay. Okay. So Atlanta, Obviously, they made an announcement today. I don't know if that's true or not that everybody is coming back, but who knows if that's true. Moving on to Southern Charm, which I thought was just, I mean, it still is, is just a mess of a show, like a mess of a show. But then I weirdly really started enjoying watching it. And I don't know. I think I'm watching it because of the hypocrite. Like it's so hypocritical on so many levels. And then, but like the only thing I will say, it's like, you know, Leva you can't like I've seen Leva do a whole one act play with her son. Like you can't yeah, it's getting like, old. by the end, like do on the season finale, is he going to make a souffle? Like, is that, is it all lead up to something for this kid? Cause he, we've seen him bake now for 30 episodes in a row. <laughs> Poor Vanita has to go to these things by herself and get shit on or not invited. And I don't feel like that's fair to Vanita. And then these men are just insane. They are each pointing Craig's pointing out like, I'm like Austin, you got to get over Madison. And then Craig, like if Naomi says like, boo, he's like, you're not invited to my party. Like, what do you guys thought think about Southern charm this season? Yeah. Craig is really toxic. Someone actually wrote a comment on our uh, house of the dragon recap to bring it back to that. And basically said that (laughs) Kristen Cole is essentially Craig. And I was like, Oh, that is actually true. That is very true. But I mean, I, I'm, I, I have to admit, I really like Southern charm. I'm I, I like the season. I don't, I won't even say that I'm an apologist because I've never been a Southern charm apologist, but I, I actually enjoyed last season. I'm enjoying this season. It's Southern charm has always been kind of like a messy formless show. I think people forget that they've only had one season that had like a really stirring through line. And that was the Ashley season. Cause you had like a really, really strong villain there. And you had like a protagonist and Catherine that season. So it felt like a really vibrant season. But if you look at every season, it kind of just sort of like flops around and the guys do something awful. Maybe the girls gang up on something, but usually they don't, but the girls are just like reacting to the guys being terrible. And uh, I feel like this is not that different from it. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I, I like it. It's a nice end of the week treat for me. 
Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I gotta tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Now is the part of the show where I get to talk about our sponsors. And today, So Bad It's Good is sponsored by our friends at BetterHelp. Now, I always talk about mental health on this show, and uh, I've been lucky enough to talk about BetterHelp so many times, and it is a great company. Um, a lot of the times I'll find myself stuck on um, focusing on problems or just negative thought patterns, and I will do nothing to try to fix it. I'll just be on a circular repeat of negativity, of the problem, of negativity, of the problem. And I never work or never even think about trying a different mindset. And it can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when faced with a challenge in life, which we are now faced with every day, especially when you get older. Doesn't it feel like that? Every day, every week, something new is thrown at you. But when you learn how to find your own solutions, there's no better feeling. So a therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to go accomplish your goals, no matter how big or small. Now, I have a personal experience with better help. Uh, they do help me. I do have problems. That is, they are good people to talk to that can actually point you in the right direction of problem-solving modes, of getting you out of repetitive negative thought cycles. And I know I'm not supposed to say negative things, but sometimes I can be a bit lazy. And it is really great because you do not even have to get in your car to go someplace to do this. You can do this online. You can work this around your schedule. Um, what inspired me to go to therapy is uh, I, I do. I, I have a very negative uh, glass half empty kind of way of looking at the world. And I always have. But I always have. Uh, but I also have this weird, like, great hope for everything and, and for people. And I don't understand sometimes why I have both of those feelings. And it was a problem that became something that I couldn't deal with by myself. 
And I got scared because if you look at, uh, you know, just normal insurance uh, or normal therapy, if you don't have insurance, you're, you can look up some like $500, $500 for an hour of therapy. I can't do that. Um, but with better help, they are cost effective on top of everything else. Um, you become more confident. You actually have tools that you can put in your toolkit that you can learn. So when things do go wrong, you don't feel like the world is falling. Sometimes you do, but then you learn to think the thoughts and breathe and do all of the things that help you get to a better headspace. Um, so if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, which I think everybody should give it a try, I think this is the one thing where it's like, this should be like skippity doodah. Like everybody should be happy to get to go to therapy. Like, listen, you get to talk about yourself for like 50 minutes. And some people might not like that, but that's fine. Take your time. This is your time. These people are, are professionals. Um, BetterHelp is a great option to start with. It's convenient, it's accessible, affordable, and entirely online, like I said. You can get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapists at any time. Remember, this is not something that is just going to be fixed like that. This is not just a glove that's going to fit perfectly. You're going to need to participate in all of this. Your first therapist might not be the right therapist for you, and that's okay. Go to another therapist. Find out what works for you. But all you have to do is just take that first step. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit, visit betterhelp.com slash so bad today to get 10% off your first month. That's better, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash so bad. I, they need some, you know, it's just, it's good. And then it's terrible. Like it's been really good. It came back, right? I feel like it came back. And then this last episode they had where they were all in St. James and yeah, it, start, it just shows you all the cracks, you know, it can't okay. just be about a bunch of bloated Coke heads who are probably going to be broke in two months. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> the fun like, part I'm, of it. I'm tired of people making fun of me, like in front of Austin. <laughs> and then whatever Austin was going through that week, Austin finally got some balls, even though he like laid like, like destruction on summer. Like, I don't get Austin. Everybody's like, oh, Austin, he's standing up for Taylor and all that. Where was Austin when he was banging his way through? summer house treating all those right. girls like shit like where was the austin talking to austin during that and now well, he's upset at he's Shep? Doing it. that's why he's doing it he's just austin's just acting like that to get all the women nice to him in bars again you know so he can get yeah. laid and it's obvious <laughs> to everybody and it's working he's way he, he needs also, to hook up forget, at bravo con man don't forget the timing of this okay this it look this is happening post friendsgiving so winter house has has pretty much has kind of started to wrap up and we've started to like by the end of winter house is when Austin really, really started to go downhill. Right. Like, cause yeah. even, you know, even on Southern charm before winter house, like there's a lot of eye rolling about Austin. Like he sucks, but like winter house is really when his reputation started to get really in the shitter. So you got to imagine that maybe he's watched this on winter house and he's goes into this vacation yeah. being like, I got to change my reputation or whatever. So that's what we're seeing with him and Taylor. That's my, that is my theory. And that's what I was that by ruining Shep. You know, it's all a way to like, Oh, Shep's, you know, and Shep is terrible. Like he's no, Shep really is terrible, terrible but yeah. it is funny. Like Shep never like it's like Shep is so stubborn 
that he'll almost admit that he's terrible, but he's like, but that's my right as a poet. Like he, and he thinks of himself as like <laughs> Bukowski or something like yeah, that. He I always think so. like, I'm a artist. Kerouac kind of figure, you know? That is and such he's a like, good call. He's like, Taylor, I told you, I told you I'm a piece of shit. Like I dare, like, it's almost like she, he's daring her to break up with him, which I think is actually what ended up happening after the season. But it is funny because He's so sensitive at the same time, but I just love, he also just thinks of himself as a scholar. So he'll try to think of like these meta. He's like, it's like I'm in a video game machine and I can't get past the first level. And he's like trying to think of like, and Taylor's like, wow, what an example. What a, what a cool guy. And then poor Whitney's 57 years old. Naomi even says this episode, Hey, he needs to get his sleep. And do we even buy Naomi and Whit? Like we finally saw them kiss, but it seemed like that. Like Luke and Leah in Star Wars when they kiss and then you find out their brother and sister down the line. Yeah. Like it's so awkward. It's yeah, weird, but like that. But then again, like I never believed Whitney hooking up with anyone, and then he does, and it just it's strange. I don't no, know. I don't believe it. I think that Naomi, they're probably still friends, and she wanted to come back after her whole breakup, and he's the producer, and she's like, But I don't have a storyline. He's like, Well, we can date. You know, like what is <laughs> and Miss Mitch is like, okay, that's great. Yeah, Can we have another like wedding? That. <laughs> She's French. Spot and- <laughs> well, in your normal lives, wouldn't you ever feel so embarrassed if you had to be like tell a story to somebody and then be like, and I got so upset at them at the dog wedding or Friendsgiving? Like it always like the thing that they got into a fight at, you have to say, and then it's like dog wedding. Like it's ridiculous. Brian- you live in Los Angeles. Don't act like this is not part of our daily lives. All this crazy bullshit for crying out loud. Wedding. We've all no, been to this ridiculousness. Okay, don't act like it. Don't act my like, oh, here in Los dog, Angeles, people my, do normal things. My ex okay? used to throw themed dog birthday parties, and it would be at her office, and I would take off work to go to the themed dog because I love my dog, and it would be themed, and it would be so sad because she was the boss, and it would be all her employees like standing around with like cake, just going like, happy birthday to the dog, you know? Like, and it was, it, it's very- so you just were projecting your experience with this dog birthday party. Isn't that, that what we're all question, doing? Right? I'm pro- I mean, we're all projecting. Yeah. Well, I I actually do think we're all projecting, which is actually I think why I like Southern Charm. I think the whole Southern Charm winter house, summer house thing, it works for me because it kind of gives the vibe of a group of friends, whether or not they're like real friends. It's a real circle. It like at least is giving that in a way that Vanderpump Rules has tried to pivot towards that doesn't work. Like Vanderpump Rules is like so unbelievable when they try to do similar (laughs) things and it's just like not quite the same vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I like Southern. I think what Southern Charm has going for it is it really does seem like a local show. And I think a lot of the shows look like, okay, we've watched all the housewives, so we're just going to copy what they've done, but it's in a different setting. Whereas this one, they're literally like, let's just do Coke all night on camera. And then then they'll just be like, hey, you know what? I don't want to go to work. And they just don't go. This don't show up. Well, I love, you know, and Craig's so proud of the man he is now. He's like, you know, to name, he's like, I just think it's a shame because I think you would really like the guy I am now, like earlier in the season. And then he just shouts at her the rest of the season. But I remember Craig when he wouldn't even mail his law shit. Like, you yeah, he was like a compulsive liar. Yeah, like yes. that. And now he has a pillow store and a law, a law firm or whatever. Like he's multiple businesses. And what do you guys think of him with Paige? Have you liked the addition of Paige onto Summer uh, Southern Charm? I at first, I at first I'd liked them together. Um, I actually, I don't think I have an inherent problem with them being a couple, but I have to say, I think that Southern charm has started to ruin them because it's made Paige look kind of mean and Craig what? is on his high horse and yeah. I don't love that. 
Um, but uh, yeah, I'm anti Page now, and I used to love Page, but I can't with Page now. Like starting with Summer House, she just looks like a a vindictive, mean little cool girl. You know, I don't yeah. like her, and I think she used to be like she's still gorgeous. Like she still looks the same, but I used to think of her as like this gorgeous, fashionable, really smart, not going to take any shit from anybody, but also still like relatable to anybody, you know, not just the other cool girls. And I feel like now she's kind of losing that. And also I don't believe for a second that if this was a TV, that she would be dating Craig, not for one second. Really? That's interesting. I I do believe a long time ago. I do believe I actually do believe it. Like, um, but I have to, I'm going to admit something that wow. two days ago, I unfollowed Paige with my personal Instagram. And the, wow. yes. And the reason that's, why. That's big for you. Well, I mean, that's like burning her house down for you. I, that's let a, me wow. tell you something. I still really, I still really, despite everything, I still really love Paige. Honestly, even though I do think she's get, this is like her mean girl. Like, I'm not gonna say phase, but like right now she's in the mean girl moment, but um, I still really like her. But um, I was scrolling through my personal Instagram and like it was like another image of her in an, in an outfit. And I was like, I don't know. I was like, for some reason, I was like, does Paige follow me? <laughs> and I looked, she follows Watcher Crappens. She follows Ronnie. She doesn't, but she doesn't follow oh. me. And and the thing is this, though, Not I anymore, met. I bet. <laughs> I'm just well, like, fuck the- Paige. Hey, let's get a parade called fuck Paige. <laughs> but, uh, but here's the thing, though. Last October. I I went to a taping of Watch What Happens Live as just an audience member, and um, I went, and then uh, Ariana Ariana from Vanderpump Rules, yeah. she was the guest, and so Ronnie and I are friends with Ariana. We're like legitimately friends with her, and um, and so I went and hung out with Ariana after the show, and so after the show we went up and we and we went to a bar, and Craig was there, and Paige was there, and Sierra was there. And... Was that the one when Austin was there too? Because I remember texting with Ariana. I was like, do not hang out with Austin. And she's like, he's a nice guy. And I'm like, no. I don't know if Austin was in town or not. But like, but we were all at a bar. Paige was great. She was amazing. She's like, she's like, she's like, oh my God. You guys are so funny. Like when you guys make fun of my mom, that's like hilarious. She was great. Craig was super sweet and charming. So seeing them together in person, they had like natural chemistry. So that's why, you know, I didn't want to be like, I've seen them in person. So I believe it. But yeah, I I felt it. it. And Paige was great. And so I think that's why when I saw, I was like, wait a second, like you, like we've actually interacted in real life and we were like, we had a fun time and then you're not following me, but I'm sitting here watching you with your, your outfits. And I'm, I was like, you know what? I, I think for my your, own, you don't deserve to again. see my, perfect I was like, I feel like crisp. you don't deserve been, to see my perfect food. I make, <laughs> I have been a page supporter since, since the beginning and I'm down to refollow her, but I felt like, Rather than me feel kind of like shitty about not being followed by Paige, I decided I would just level the playing field. I don't even know. Like, I don't know who I follow or who I... I hope people don't do that with me. Like, well, he doesn't follow. I don't know. I've stopped paying attention. I've had to stop paying attention because, well... I mean, then recently, sometimes I'll still fall into that of like, oh, I'll check out yeah. this Bravo Lab. And I found out recently two Bravo Labs unfollowed me, I think, in the same week. And it was just so hurtful. It was like, uh, and you guys are, but Leah McSweeney. And oh, your favorite. 
I mean, at the time she was, I was had a crush on her. At yeah. the time. Yeah, at the time. And Leah McSweeney and Captain Sandy both <gasps> followed Ooh. me. And I, I've got to tell you, like Captain Sandy was like a follower from like six months ago. So I don't even talk about Below Deck Med, even though I watch it. And thank God she didn't follow me two years ago when that Hannah shit went down. Cause I was all, I was just making really bad Sa- captain Sandy yeah. memes. And maybe I don't think she scrolled through, but <laughs> I mean, it really, I got to tell you, I still am not mature enough to separate my account from me where I'm like, yeah. I'm a good person. Why Le- Leo? Why? What did I do? Well, like, I, I will say there, I mean, sometimes Instagram does like cause unfollows like, and that's not like the, there was speaking of Ariana, there was one time I looked down and it said, look, like I wasn't following her. I was like, I definitely follow Ariana. So I followed her and I sent her a message like, I don't know what happened, but like, so that does happen. I think in this case, I think if it had been that page followed Watcher Crappens, but not me, I'd be like, yeah. okay, I get it. But she followed Watcher Crappens and Ronnie, but then not me. And I was like, <laughs> so you mean- What if this, what if, what if Paige uh... breaks you guys up? Paige totally no, breaks up. It's not up a jealousy Crabbe. thing. Know, it was I like know, the intentionality that she's, act, you know, that I was like, I was like, okay, you know what? I- well, well, I'm going to unfollow and and then <laughs> we can repair this. I don't think she cares to repair. She like no, I bet she her. actually does. I mean, um, well, so Southern Charm, but we already know Summer House is done filming for the season. They got rid of some like Luke and like I, I like Alex. I feel like everybody should get two seasons, even if Alex just eats protein. No, I don't Alex. care. No, no, Alex. Oh, no, come on. No. See, to me, that's He's so not, funny no- to watch somebody awkward. Like that is so like let him blossom. Awkward, awkward I agree. I take, but just to me, he cooking about protein. Like get the fuck out of He's here. He's kind of snotty. See that anywhere. Get out. He's snotty. He had one good moment, and that was during the reunion. And that the, was it. The, I mean, he seems very Civic nice. Line, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, so, th- but now we see Craig and, and I think our, our buddy, Dave Quinn, who I, I really like wrote, like he's writing people magazine articles again. And, and he wrote, uh, I think he was the author of the Craig Conover press release that he lost 20 pounds recently. And oh. yeah, it was like a, this was like a month and a half ago. Craig months. lost it, 20 pounds or Craig, lost, Craig 20 lost 20 pounds. Oh, you Craig. Know what? Fuck my life. I'm not even, I'm not even going to try anymore. No, but okay, what's but, the point? What, what is Craig losing 20 pounds for? If you, if you, if you read the article, he felt as she couldn't take his shirt off anymore. And he felt ashamed and he worked hard. He, he still drinks, but he works hard. And now he says he's once again, comfortable to take his shirt off again. And then I saw a picture of like him at the summer house house with his shirt off. And you could just tell, and you know, and it's like, you know, it's Craig with a shirt off, but it's like, I just thought that was funny that for him, this was something that I need to press release a 20 pound weight loss for Craig, Con- which by the way, he still looks good. 20 pounds, 20 pounds less. Didn't why are you doing this to us, Ryan? Why are you doing this to you us? Why are you making us feel obsessed over this stuff? Right? I'm like, <laughs> I, dude, I obsess <laughs> over this stuff. I, I need to lose, I need like 60 pounds during quarantine. No, I no, 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 no. Like, the, re- the, the thing is this because the one thing we feel like we have over Craig is some kind of discipline, and now that's gone. <laughs> But you know it's not going to last. I and by the way, when you guys have discipline, you don't PR it to People Magazine of like Ronnie and Ben. They get their podcasts out on time. You know, I like, will. I will once I have discipline for my body for sure. Well, speaking of, I <laughs> will never happen. I, one thing that I love are the previews for this week's Southern Charm that Leva got out of her kitchen and stopped leaving events and calls Craig out on like here's all the real people who run your businesses. Loser, and then Craig is like, or whatever you, you know what? You can get out or off security, take you out. Like Craig really does not mind like throwing down, like, like 
forceful insults towards women of like, I'll have you removed. Exactly. Like, that's yeah. wild. Well, that's Craig. That's why I'm saying Paige would not be dating Craig because all that Paige goes on about, about how the men treat the women on that show, which is why I like her. It's like, she's finally standing up to these douchebag men, but then she's with Craig who treats women. And I'm not saying the Leva thing specifically, but just how he goes at people. Wouldn't, it's like, wouldn't Paige God, be embarrassed I, that like, Oh, dude, my bo- my current boyfriend is obsessed with his ex. Like, she can't yeah. say one thing without him freaking out. I mean, like, I I would think that would have kind of upset me of like, why do you care still? Yeah. I mean, but it's like Austin with Madison. Like, you bring that name up. Like, what did these women do to these men that they are like the most sensitive? And I, I've been there, I guess. But like, it's just wild over there in Charleston. It's like they all encourage the men to be insane about their behavior towards women. And um, uh, she, it's like you, you see the whole season, he's been lying to Paige and saying Naomi's obsessed and all this, which is not true. He banged Naomi in Vegas. Then he said, let's be friends. Then tried to be friends and be like, can't we at least go to coffee? And Paige said, he banged no. her two times. He banged her once when they got back Price. from Vegas yeah. too. Oh yeah. yeah. So then he's like, well, can't we just go to coffee? And she's like, no, okay. That is like literally insane for women. So he's like, okay. So then he shows up and just starts yelling at Naomi and <laughs> calling her a stalker and all this. And that Paige sees this and sees that she was totally lied to. And he's obviously still obsessed that she's still dating Craig. I'm like, I don't buy that. I just don't buy it. That's not the page I saw. In the I first. get upset because he has like a really nice podcasting setup. Like you always, always see like the mic hanging down. Yeah. His bit. I'm like, Fuck you, Craig. Just make your pillows. Let us have like a podcasting setup. Like that's ridiculous. Um, I have a couple more minutes with you guys. Are you doing BravoCon? We're no, not, we're not no, going. Are no. Are you? I think so. Yeah. Oh my oh, god. Cool. Good for you. But not, a, no, but not. No, but not. Not in an official. Capacity. You're going to go as a. You're just going to go. Just going to go as me out. as a as a as a fan. But well, that's going to be so fun. Well, yeah, like I don't, I don't tour or anything. So like, I want to, I get, I want to meet people that like, listen, yeah. say, like there's going to be a lot of those people. So I'm excited in that. I'm nervous though. Cause like, like Craig, like Craig's blocked me. Like there's like, I'm nervous. Craig blocked you. Yeah. I think it was because I did like those law photos he took where he's like, and, he, oh. and you know, like he has a whole website, like Conover and company or whatever. And I said, you know. I use that image and I'm like the only there's only one man that can represent Erica Jane. And like I think that upset him. And hmm. he, I did that, too. Yeah. And then oh, Paige, Paige blocked he, me. Paige blocked Paige me. Blocked. Oh, my well, goodness. because I said I did like a super cut of all the time she lays down. And I said, Paige does her best work on like, you know, and I, it wasn't a sexual Uh-oh. thing. It was like literally everything happens for pay. Like every scene happens in bed. And then I had pointed out that her and Craig, even their scenes at the beginning of Southern charm were in bed. I mean, it was not them hooking up. It was just them laying there. And I just thought what an interesting thing is like Paige really excels at that. So <laughs> I can understand all of it, but I'm not, but you guys you know. were assholes. Like it's well, so you- funny. And I tell Ben this when we have these talks, like we're such jerks. And the fact that we sit here, like, Oh, my feelings. I know. Like, no, I know, dude. I, like, I week in, week I out, that, we make fun of these people for doing the no smallest thing. Like, oh, look at the way the that Paige held pussy. that dandelion. I'm the yeah. biggest pussy ever, dude. Like, I still well, like, live in Rina, fear of Jax Taylor. Rena unfollowed me last year or oh, like two years. I don't even know. Two years ago. And it's because I messaged her and I was like, oh my God, look, look at the masks we made. Cause it was when COVID started. And so we were making masks, you know, and I was like, look at these masks we've made and it's rental lips. And they like, you put on the mask and then the lips are like out to here. And I thought she would like them because they, yes. I mean, that's her thing, lips. And then she unfollowed me. Well, like, because oh. you didn't cut her in. She wants 50%. She's like, yeah. where's my, those are my Maybe. jacked up lips, you know? But I was um, thinking later, who does that? Like, why would you send that to someone? 
somebody. Like, here's a, an insane. Yeah, you know, your lips are covering you. Like, why wouldn't that hurt someone's feelings? You <laughs> we know? push They're it really... so much, and oh, we're always man. so surprised when people are upset. We're always like, I can't believe. I know. It's like, I can't believe. No... Would, I can't believe she wouldn't follow me after I make fun of her every week. Yeah. No, should, I should have no. I should have no expectation of any of these people. I know, but we. But you know why? You know why? I'll tell you why. Hi, you want to come? I'll Can tell I... you why, because we live in this very strange space where we are both critics and fans at the same time. And so yeah. like the critic part of me, like the quote unquote critic, like that sounds too elevated, but like as a podcaster, you know, we, we make fun because we, we're reacting to what we see on screen. We're reacting yeah. the way any audience member does. And then we like to say how we felt watching it. But at the same time, we're also fans and like those two things don't always sit well together. And in our minds, I think we're really good about compartmentalizing. Like I'm in podcast mode now. So I'm going to say blah, 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 blah. And then like now I'm in fan mode. Oh my God, I want to get a picture with this person. And um, we we understand it because we understand we're, which mode our brains are in at any given moment. But if you're on the receiving end of it, you just see it as like just ultimate fakery, I guess. And it's yeah. like, like, why would well, you? take the time I, to understand that you're so right like last night i was talking about southern charm for the show and i was like going in on shep and austin but at the same time i would have a drink with shep i would love it i would have like, like i'm not looking to sleep with shep i would have a drink with him and like talk about i would love to hear him bro talk you know like that would be fascinating to me but yeah there, i have no reason to feel bad about any of these things yet i still do um and uh winter house by the way the trailer looked amazing salt lake and potomac come out in the next couple of weeks yeah. uh I, i'm insanely excited about both are you guys looking forward to recapping those oh 100 salt lake is is like one of my now that roni is like nowhere to be found salt lake i think might be my favorite one to recap these days i think like the variety of impersonations that we can do on that like that makes that's like one of my favorites. I'm super excited about that. And Potomac, also, we have a lot of impersonations, but I mean, and both shows also are really good. If those are people, those are casts that understand, quote unquote, the assignment, that know that their job is to interact with each other and say what's on their mind and not protect anything. They just have to like, they just lay it all out there and they do a they do a great, great, great job. Those are two wonderful shows. Um, I know me and uh, Ronnie saw the Salt Lake already. You haven't, you have it, but you haven't watched it. I haven't watched and it yet. I got to yeah. tell you, it was, it was just really not like, it was like after what, like being where I am with Beverly Hills and Southern Charm to watch Salt Lake, I just felt a nice breath of fresh air, but it's also just insane because uh, I think this will, it'll be out by the time you guys listen to this is that it's the main conceit is that it, it, the fight really is between Meredith and Lisa and Jen. Once again, I feel kind of escapes and it's, from the first episode, it's more of a, not pity for Jen, but there is a, you know, Jen is still a, a hero in the show. Like, She's you know, did you get the sense in the first episode, Ronnie? They decided that-, that Jen is not guilty and she's going to be found innocent. And this whole season, they started shooting the season pretty close to when they ended the last one. Like, they didn't yeah. stop because they wanted Well, they knew. They knew she was going to jail. Yeah. So the bitterness is not is not had any time to relax. Like, they are still pissed about the reunion. So it just oh. starts right where it left off. And they're pissed. And Jen is still pretending she's just innocent like giving a speech at a party like you guys this might be the last time i can have a birthday <laughs> yeah. with my husband Love. and we can so, be so i'm like hopefully you fucking trash i can't believe and coach coach has that. a talking head where he goes i uh i tear up when i think about my wife not being with me and it's like tears of joy like this yeah, guy right. looks like he's been put i mean i he's yeah. he comes in the first scene he's like 
long day, babe, long day. Could you make me some tea or coffee? And, and she's like, of course, babe. And like, he just looks, I mean, he just looks beaten down, which I'm he sure is. any of this would do. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. But I'm and saying not only from the crimes, but from the moving. I mean, this is like their fourth rental in three years. Like, give the guy a break. I always like when they move to a different rental and it's still better than anywhere I've ever lived. And they're like, we're downsizing. And I'm like, I, when are you going to downsize to where I am? You know, yeah, this downsizing is not fair. She's like, look at my sad little house. It's a man. It's still a mansion. <laughs> but I think that's Salt Lake City, you know, like Salt Lake and Potomac what works so well about them is that they've got a deep roster. They've got Salt Lake has such a deep roster, a deep, rich roster that they could have someone who is like possibly going away for 30 years. And like, that's not their story. And that's what it was last season. too. Like last season, it was like, that was like part of the mix, but there were still so many other crazy things going on. Like how, like, how does this, how does this Jen's happen? a marketing genius, Jen? Because I said last season, I said, "What an idiot that for her to go back on and film this season. What an idiot!" And then by the end of the season, I was like, "Wow, she escaped!" Like, I mean, nobody even nobody. There was not they. It made Beverly Hills look like those ladies were interrogating Erica compared to what Jen Shaw got. And I was like, "She looks good." Jen Shaw actually ended up this season looking good, which was shocking. I just. I'm curious where this season three takes us because we do know she eventually completely changes her plea, which will be kind of exciting. And the way you say about the roster, I feel like Potomac right now is like their roster. I don't watch a lot of sports, but I watched that the last dance that Michael Jordan, Chicago bulls sports documentary during the pandemic. And that's what I feel. I feel like they're the fucking bulls, man. They got Scotty Pippen. They got Michael Jordan. They got all these, like they, they're raw. You could throw it to any of those ladies. And I'm not even the biggest fan of Giselle, but I love what Giselle does. Like, I'm like you, I love her talking yeah. heads. I love her relationship with Robin. I don't know. You guys, I love you guys so much. I wish Thanks, I could talk Ryan. to you forever. And that's why I think you're so popular because everybody wants to listen and talk to you guys forever. Watch What Crappens, of course, is the show. Watch WhatCrappens.com is where you go for all of it. Their Patreon is the Patreon of all Patreons. Are <laughs> you are you going to be like the Dead and Company, the Grateful Dead offshoot with John Mayer just announced they're doing their final tour this next summer of 2023. Are you going to keep going like the dead? Will you eventually call it quits? What is the master plan when you guys think about touring? Are you gearing up again for Crappens 23? What Can you give us any hints? Hell I, yeah. I'll be making fun of people till I die. I might as that's well it. Okay. That's some advertising dollars. Crappens 2023 is 100%. By, this coming. is sponsored by Xfinity Mobile, you guys. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I'll yeah. We I'll can't announce anything yet. They but. cancel my ass, and that could be any day. But so. but what I'm saying is, the Watch What Crappens is healthy and happy, and it will be continuing yes. on for seasons and seasons to come. Because I truly, it would be like Howard Stern when he leaves the airwaves eventually. Even though oh, I disagreed God. with some of his earlier stuff, I just loved him, you know. Or when like David Letterman left, or Oprah, or any, you know, like I would just really break my heart and everybody. So thank you for oh, this. doing this. We're today. fine. With the, the, okay. We're okay. Ben, I'm so, ben okay. Ronnie said you were sick a couple months. Months ago, I just want to make sure you're okay, I have man. COVID. Yeah, yeah I but I am okay. Thank you. But and thank you, by the way, so much for filling in that day because Dude, I would have been like, oh, you know, it's so horrible that I was like, oh my god, my prayers for Ben or Ronnie to get sick have finally come true, <laughs> and they've finally gotten me. I was, I, I, I you, you guys know my audience. I was so nervous. I was like, oh, oh, I was like taking notes like the wind, that and it was just was hilarious. That was like two 
hours and something. Oh, I kept him. Oh, dude, Ben, I kept him going. Ronnie was like, stop, stop. That's what I'm always. No, let's do (laughs) a bit. I'm always trying to do it. That's that. Welcome to my world. I'm always trying. I'm always throwing bits at Ronnie until he finally (laughs) relents. Well, you guys have started it all. You gave me a passion for this. And uh, thank you. I'll talk to you guys hopefully in another year or so. But uh, if anybody ever gets sick again, I'm available. Okay, we'll keep that in mind. We love you, Ryan. (laughs) Bye, Ryan. Bye. 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 Betches.